I need to sleep. I get about four or five hours of sleep a night. That's not good. No, no. I, I fell six. asleep twice while driving, so that's not good. Oh, dude, dude. Yeah. That's, that's not good. That is not good at all. That's all. I mean, I've done the whoops. I just dropped a ruler. Luke, I am now on my fourth or fifth Star Wars book. Of, of okay, is it of the EU or of the ones that are in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens? The European Union? No, the uh, expanded universe. Oh, Luke, Luke. Listen, I don't read those books. I've tried to get into them. No, I no, just... no. Let me tell you why I know you don't read those books because expanded universe no longer is a part of the language. The language now is canon. Or legends. Oh, so all the expanded universes now is now. Well, it's not even fan fiction. It's just rebranded as legends because they don't want it. They have books that are being written in order to bolster the film, right? So you know how, like in the new Star Wars, is the crash ship on the desert planet. Mm -hmm. Um, that's supposed to be explained. In the book that I'm listening to, or uh, listening to right now, uh, which Lord only knows, I'm not there yet. But the, the the book that I'm listening to now is the worst of them all, in my opinion. Um, I wish I had gotten this other one, but I'm listening to all the Star Wars books that are like super long, right? So I'm not going to listen to any books that are like short, um, little novellas or anything like that. So I'm listening. So I listen to Aftermath. And was after- that good? Yeah, it was. It was fun. as long as you get it as an audio book. People like hated the book. Yeah, because all of the reviews that I saw, they all said it was garbage. But that was that was more for the book as opposed to the audio book. I don't think it's garbage at all. It's not garbage, but it's it's written almost like a like a like a play. And when you just follow it along, it's written like a movie. And it's not written like a book. And so uh, the ending is kind of weak, but it's because they're setting up for the next the next book. So, um, so first I listened to that. Then I went back and listened to Lords of the Sith, which is a telling of a story when the Emperor and Darth Vader crash landed on a planet because of some clever rebel action, and they had to kill a bunch of giant bugs and kill rebels. And it was like a uh, the rebellion sucked in a guy who's an Imperial, blah blah blah, and just total nerd out fest, right? But it's it's the story of how, like, the Emperor keeps Vader in check and how he keeps pushing him and pushing him and how you think Vader is, like, super badass, but the whole time the Emperor is really the ultimate badass. And uh, you can, like, read Vader's thoughts on stuff. And then I listen to... Time out. Is yeah. it the Emperor that's the real badass? Yes. Or... Yes. You know what I'm going for here? Yes. Jar Jar. Or is it Darth... Is it... Our masterful Sith Lord, Darth Jar Jar Bings. Darth 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 Misa Evil. So I anywho. So and then I went on to a new dawn, Star Wars A New Dawn, a new dawn Star Wars, which is the prequel book to the television show Star Wars Rebels, which I have purchased a season pass to and make my children watch. 
this is this is bad. This is bad. This is it great podcasting. It gets Go worse. On. So then I downloaded the audiobook called Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company. And if you know that name, it's because the really uh, hotly anticipated video game called Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company was just released. And this is the novelization of the video game. And I purchased it. It's 14 hours long. I finished it in two days. And I am drunk with excitement. I loved it. And now I'm listening to Lost Stars, which is essentially Twilight meets Star Wars. It is, <laughs> it is a young adult <laughs> love story from two people who kiss each other a lot and think about kissing each other a lot. <laughs> and I am listening to this because at the end of this, is the story of the damn ship crashing into the desert planet. <laughs> that is the beginning of the Star Wars trailer. And you are loving it. Listen, why don't you just go up to Bob Bob Iger? Okay, this, okay, this is what I want you to do. This will be a more this will be a better use of your time. Just get it over with. Go to the bank, withdraw 80% of all the money that you have, put it in a basket, drive up to Bob Iger's house. Knock, you know, like knock on his door and go, all hail my Disney overlords, hand the cash and go home. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but not nearly as funny as the fact that I'm a grown ass man listening to young adult fiction where the Star Wars is used as a backdrop to tell a love story between a man and a woman. He's a rebel. She's an imperial officer. Is love so, really stronger than the stars? Wait, she's she's in an, an imperial officer. There are women in imperial officers. Yeah, and I love how how you ask that. She's in the imperial. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so are you team? Uh, are you team? Are you team empire or are you team rebels? Oh, I'm team rebels because they're the the whole point of the movies. You hate mm. the empire. Can I tell you though? I can't listen to stuff like this without my mind constantly going back to like morality and like all this stuff and when i read the star wars books where you know like in the in one of the star wars where yoda's like two there always are a master and an apprentice right yeah which is well yeah why is that go on why is that bullshit yeah because it's, it's not it's clearly not true why okay one how can you have darth maul and count doku he got Count Doku Dooku after Darth Maul. <sighs> see, 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 gonna... see. Okay, I just want to point this one nerd thing out. Before there was the Sith, there were always Jedi that would leave the Jedi Order and go bad. They were called Dark Jedi. But they weren't called Sith because Sith was like a whole thing. It was like a whole, a whole religious thing devoted to mm-hmm. the dark side. So the whole point was the Sith went underground because this dude killed uh, the Sith. used to be like all these people, and he killed them all. Um, using the dark side and then restored it to its original Sith thing, one to have the power, the apprentice to envy it. Until And the way that it succeeds is ultimately the master is murdered by the student and takes the label, right? As you do. As you do. Well, so the whole thing, though, when you read these other books, and this is the like the moral point, when you read those other books... I really wonder how much of this episode we're going to salvage. But when you, uh, I'm wondering if like, <laughs> but when you I'm barely hanging on, I know when you read those other books, right? It's all Andy like Fesky part two. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, that guy was so boring. When you read the other books, it was all like, um, like this is this is just like 
I'm not evil. I'm just, I don't think I should be forced to serve a group of people. And then the other people are like, you're evil because you want just like your own self assert Like they wrote, they wrote it in such a way that made the dark side not evil. It's, I mean, like they do bad things totally, but it's just like, yeah, but this is my philosophy. Like I am Nietzsche. I'm the guy who says I'm not going to let anyone else's definition of morality or anything else hold me back. I'm I'm going to assert my power over others, and I'm not going to let anyone assert their power over me. And literally, like you start reading these books, and you're like, well, well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be weak, you know. And then and then you're like the Jedi, and you're like, oh, the Jedi, all you want to do is control people and tell them not to have sex. Hmm. It is interesting. It well, so the whole point was like they don't make it convincing why the dark side is bad, other than they hurt other people. But in this universe without God, right? It's just the force. This is the light and the dark side of the force. So it's like, well, I'm using the dark side of the force. Well, I'm using the light side of the force. But how can right, you know, that horrible line from uh it's like episode two or three where he's like, Oh, it's episode three, of course, where Hayden Christensen, right, the Anakin Skywalker's like Chancellor Palpatine is evil. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. But to me, it is the Jedi who are oh, evil. Yeah. And right. it's, yeah. But the whole point of that line is <laughs> I've adopted this worldview which says I alone must hold power and it is evil for people to have power over me. Whereas the Jedi, from that viewpoint, is they're the people who are like, no, 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 we're a community, a group. And it's like, no, you use that terminology to have power over me. Right, and so it's this interplay between who's the one with the power, and I think of that. I literally am like driving, listening to this Lost Stars adult, young adult fiction thing, and I'm like, <laughs> I could honestly craft like youth ministry nights based on this, but no one would follow me down the nerdy hole, uh, or up the nerdy hole as it is, uh, into this this thing. Like, the emperor constantly desires more power, so he'll destroy even things that could make him like to, to make the galaxy prosperous but he doesn't want prosperity he wants his will dominating over other people and that's what drives him and he lies and lets people like think that just so he can dominate them he doesn't want prosperity even if that makes him richer he just wants to dominate everyone and i'm like well what's the point of that well that's the point of that you know but the jedi they want prosperity they want order they want love they want peace they want hippies that's one of the things that I really that I love about em, about Empire. I mean, this is I don't know. It's just it's it's just so powerful. Is when obviously uh, the scene when they're on um, Dagobah, whatever it's called, and he goes into the cave and he and he like fights an imaginary Darth Vader, and then he chops off his head. That it then it you know blows up and it's Luke. And you can obviously go into this idea that uh, like this is like foreshadowing the fact that like Luke, that Darth Vader is his father, but in, but in reality it's about like he, he has that power. Like he just, just because he has the force and just because he's a good guy, he has good intentions doesn't mean that he's not incapable of committing horrific acts. Even if he thinks he's trying to do good to do good, uh, good things. Yeah, I mean, I think that so I I love Star Wars because it it kind of happened in the middle of the seventy or the end of the seventies and the early eighties where Hollywood was going towards like 
super cynical stuff like dirty hairy right all the good guys really, are, yeah. are bad guys right in the 70s it yeah. gets really dark yeah and then you have godfather the, etc right and then you have in the beginning of the movie right it's like the you know the rebel alliance versus the evil galactic empire and then you see the little ship flying the famous scene little ship above the planet flying and then you see the gr- huge star destroyer just firing at it and obviously this is like overwhelming odds and like from the first few frames of the movie you know this these people are good these people are evil and that's how this is gonna go you don't need to know that you don't need to know anything else about it and i felt like that was so great and it came at a good time you know he just wanted to do what was the the old tv show that he was was, uh flash gordon flash gordon he wanted to create some like light-hearted fun space adventure but he ended up like it almost it, it became like a, a statement of like a simpler time when good guys were actually decent human beings and well yeah I I mean but also why he was able to do that was he he specifically drew from uh, character um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the words but like specific prototypes or like, like specific like okay so we need Arch- to have archetypes archetypes that that's that's right I'm an idiot sorry it's late here I'm tired. Um, like Luke's Luke, like Luke has to be the kid who's like, like we want to be like we identify with Luke, but we want to be Han Solo. There has to be an old guy that he, um, that he this old this like old, like this old, like mystic guy that he that he he learns from. And so, and then there has to be this like weird thing that he that he this weird guy or creature that he encounters that has all this crazy like wisdom and he's not as he's not as um insane as he seems i.e like yoda and he like he knew exactly what he was what he was doing and so it like it's what's why it worked perfectly because he was able to i mean he it's basically a greek tragedy yeah just applied to a flash gordon with smart people telling him to not go too far with some things or will be, you know, t- it'll be too insane, which is what we got with other prequels. Yeah. And anyways, the, and the interesting thing, though, if you watch the prequels, the second movie where it does the, the Clone Wars garbage. It, yeah. Right, right, right. But it, as the little the, the thing is going, the the opening words on the screen, um, it says like there's a galactic it's like war, right? Oh, heroes on both sides. Yeah, it says there're heroes on both sides. Why did it say that? Like the, on one side it's robots and people who like m- you know, murder entire worlds and on the other yeah. side it's like no, this is the last gasp of the republic trying to keep their crap together and and they're not going around killing people. There it was clearly like good versus evil, but then immediately gets like immediately it loses its way. Like, the reason why we like this is you drew on archetypes that weren't being used because everyone's trying to be gritty and realistic. And now, here we are again in the future, you know, uh, you know, X amount of years later after the sequels, like 10 years later after the prequels, excuse me. And all of our movies are dark. S- Superman is killing people. <laughs> That's how dark yeah. this world is. We got ISIS and we got Man of Steel, okay? That's our world right now. And in the middle of this, J.J. Abrams is focusing everything to go back, back to yeah. the original feel of those movies. And Patton Oswalt said uh, that he nailed it. So I'm good. 
So yeah, so I mean that that brings me to this question: What do you want from the Force Awakens? Bells, whistles, chains, whips, a cord-fed field mouse, a femish peasant woman, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle giving me the finger. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Little girl, please put your parents on the phone. No. Um, I, what, what do I want? I mean, I want a movie where it's clearly good guys versus bad guys. And I think you get it because they make the First Order, whatever it's called, look like the Nazis. Like, it is straight up the Nazis. And no, one, no one's going to be like, some good guys on that side. The good guys leave them to become or the the bad guys leave the bad guys to become like let me rephrase that the good guys who are on the bad guys team leave the bad guys team to become good guys that's the whole point of the show right john boyega's mm-hmm. character that's his he was a stormtrooper and now he has the force and well from what we know from what no, every preview has shown <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i one of the things that i that i really that I loved about Star Wars before the prequels was that I found the Skywalker, I found the Skywalker family to be so interesting. And I think one of the things that the prequels had going against them was we all had a narrative built in our head as to what happened with Anakin Skywalker. We all had like a loose idea that there was a fight on this planet. Obi-Wan was the one who like hurt him. The emperor turned him like that stuff had all been released in certain books or other things like, like that. But I, I just remember like, I just thought, man, this whole, this whole family is so interesting. And because of the original Star Wars, um, because of the original Star Wars, um, of the films, I cared about the Skywalkers so much. The prequels kind of killed that a little bit. Actually, no, they absolutely did. <laughs> they kind of sort of made you not honest, care they, about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, I, so like now I enjoy the, or I enjoy the original trilogy for what it is. But it did kind of like kill the whole like that, like love of that family and just that that crazy dynamic. I want to fall in love with that family again or or not even with that family per se, but like that drama. I don't care if she's a son of like Han Solo and Leia that sorry, if she's a son, if she is a daughter of like of um, Han Solo and and of Leia, that's that is totally fine with with me. I just want to care about that family again. And I want to feel hurt and uh, pain and hope. And I, I like, I want to, I want to care about, I want, I want to care about those characters and I want to deeply feel things again. And That's, you can't do any of that without star Wars. Nope. Well, no, yeah. no, 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 you I'm, can't, you cannot feel it's, at all without star Wars. Anymore. Have you, uh, so yeah, from everything that I've heard, it's it's good. It's really fun, and it's good. Wait, are you so, ready for this? Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to get my voice going. <clears throat> this thrilling young adult novel <laughs> gives listeners a macro view of some of the most important events in the Star Wars universe. From the rise of the rebellion to the fall of the Empire, listeners will experience these major moments through the eyes of two childhood friends. Sile Ree, I can't even pronounce her name, and Thane Carell, who have grown up to become an Imperial officer and a rebel pilot. 
Now, He's an imperial officer. She's a rebel pilot. <laughs> and they have a zany time, especially with their kooky next-door neighbor, Bob Saget. They, you and two. they both no. open a door at the same time and then laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but listen to this last line. I love this. Uh, now on opposite sides of the war, will these two star-crossed lovers reunite? Or will duty tear them and the galaxy apart? Duty. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Uh, when are you seeing it? I'm seeing it Friday. Cool. In 3D, which I'm pissed oh, off were, about. I would, yeah, why? It's the only one available. I was like, my friend of mine's like, hey, you want to see Star Wars this weekend? And I was wait, like, wait, are by you? Your friend, meaning. Hello. No. Never mind. Sorry. That was oh, dumb. no, 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 no. Gotcha. I thought you were like pretending to be literally when you said, hello, I imagined you having a, a sock puppet on your hand. Like literally you took your sock off your microphone and put it on your hand. It was like, oh, your friend, like your imaginary friend, your sock puppet friend. And then I realized, oh, you meant Thomas, who literally takes me out to movies once a month and <laughs> pays for everything. I'll take a big popcorn and a big soda if you're paying precious. I miss Jaeger. I do not. Not uh, because of that stuff. Because he pays for other stuff. No, um. <laughs> so anywho luke i cannot wait to see this movie you you got tickets to thursday so okay so aaron has the thing about opening nights because she lived pretty close to the aurora theater and yada 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 which is completely understandable so i bought tickets to go on saturday morning and i may or i may not have gotten a despecialized version of the original tr- trilogy off of the interwebs. Oh. So we, what is yep. that? What's that version called? What is it called? It's, it's like the like harmony or something. It's there. It's called the despecialized. I don't remember the exact name, but it's, it's, it's perfect. It's that it's, it's it, so it's all in like seven twenty, and it looks beautiful and it's, straight up the original version of each film it is brilliant and beautiful dude okay let me tell you when i watch the new when i watch i have them on itunes right so it's the special one yep i ref- yeah when when i watch them like literally everything that they added is so horrific like you it stands out cuz it's horribly done it's not well done and it's just like animals roaming, and it's just weird. And then the extra scenes that they added. I so actually have a theory that George Lucas, because he was a brilliant, like he was like, I mean, he wrote some crazy out there stuff. And I really think that the vast, um, like a, a lot of great artists, they have to have some type of, uh, Tension in order to really make good stuff. They, you know, have to have a deadline. They have to have either a um, a producer, either both for a film and for an album, or just someone saying, "No, this is dumb. No, no, no." And he doesn't have that. And but he's also so big and powerful that he really can't do anything that he could not do anything else other than other than star wars so all he could so he basically had like he had complete he had total like rain to do anything he wanted 
understood to do, but it was like, but here's the catch. It can only be within the realm of Star Wars. And he doesn't care about Star Wars anymore. So all he can do is just add shit and just play around with it. Ooh. And he doesn't have anyone uh, uh, to say bad idea, George. So that's that, that. I mean, that's ultimately why the prequels were bad. And that's why he keeps altering or he kept altering all of these new releases of these films because he didn't have anything else to do and he had anyone else to stop him. He sold that. He sold that franchise. It's actually like worth, I think it's like $37 billion. He sold it for four, like only for $4 billion, which is still astronomical numbers. Yeah, and he is the sole owner of that oh, franchise. Yep. Because he sold yep. Lucasfilm. Yep. With all the rights. And, and that he, includes Indiana Jones and... And Willow. Yeah, I uh, want to point out, The Force Awakens starts in 23 hours and 38 minutes. That's so crazy. I can't wait. So it's, and so I, I, I really like, I mean, he is at a point now where he said he's going to keep making movies, but he's not going to, it's just for him and his friends. Because he feels like, I mean, he was so hurt by, uh, by other prequels being bad that he just, he, he, he honestly, like, he can't do it. He can't. Like he can't do it. It's so it's 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 really honestly its own. He's become his own Greek tragedy. Yeah, he is like he's, he's, he needs he's, a Deus Ex Machina. I'll come out. I'll be a god in a machine. Yeah, like he's got. I mean, think about it. he has he has everything that he wants, and he can't do anything with it. Like he almost hates Star Wars now, which is which. I mean, it's a shame because he, you know, he did go from this. Oh my gosh, George Lucas kissed the ground that you know you walk on to i mean like they're the the only analogy that that i think really does kind of like fit the prequels is such a obscene it's it's so obscene that i i don't want to say it but it's like the truth it's crazy it's so crazy what what I'm, i'm confused so okay this is what he did with all with 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 all of the prequel. So you know how like everyone says that George Lucas, you're, you're going to have to edit this. So just be aware of this. Okay. He, uh, dist- he like raped, he like raped your childhood is what like everyone says. Right. And the, and w- like what actually happened was that he basically, God, what's Amisa saying? and he made your childhood watch. Who says so this? Is this? This is just this South is Park. So, this is like, no no no. This was a joke that I heard a comedian say, and, was, and and like I think it's true because he basically like just did stuff that he thought was gonna be great to make him like feel good, and we and we like all watched because we have such strong attachment to those films. Like they are horrible movies. Yeah. Like, not okay, take so, all so the Star Wars out of it. They're just terrible movies. So, here's the funny thing about that. I, for the longest time, thought the third Star Wars movie wasn't that bad. Of, of the three prequels, the third one, okay, not that bad. Because it, it didn't have any Jar Jar, or for the most part. It um, had a all, lot more like Star action Wars. sequences and things that I love Lucasfilm for, which is the, the cool space visualizations and stuff like that, but also the amazing like audio work. All the audio work, I think, is the best, right? The pod racing th- scenes and all that stuff, the audio is incredible for that, right? But then you watch, then I, um, it was on, it's on YouTube for free. So someone uploaded it, you know, like illegally or whatever. And so I was watching, like, 
the same Star Wars trailer over and over again one night. And uh, it had come up, um, it came up as like, next, watch it next, uh, episode three. So I, I let it play, and I was like, oh, I'll watch that opening space battle until they like go kill like Count Doku or whatever. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, this has got to be a joke. Like, I honestly thought I was watching, like, like a honest trailer version of Star Wars. Like, this is, no, this is how it should have ended. This is not the real, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the real Star Wars. Yep. Because I had watched the, the originals, like, five times each with my kids the past couple months. And then I watched the prequels, and I'm like, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing to my childhood? You're making and that's, me watch. I don't want to watch. It's like he just wanted to feel good about himself or about like his disability to make movies. Because I think I don't. I I honestly think that he believed he couldn't do any other any other movies, so he had to do Star Wars. Yeah. And what happens when you have a person who, I mean, like, like it's so nice because he hadn't even, he really, for, for the most part, hadn't even, like, made anything in, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. So he's going to be rusty. And when you don't have any, when he lost Gary Kubiak at Return of the Jedi, that was the sign that shit wasn't good. That we, we all should have paid attention to the bad parts of Return of the Jedi and gone, uh-oh. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and so it just, have you heard of, have you heard of a belated media? No. So it, it is this guy who does a lot, he does all like film reviews and I mean, it's, it, and they're actually a legit good stuff. Like he knows movies very, very well as an, as an art form. And so he, he had this thing probably two or like two or three years ago where he said, what if episode one was, was what if episode one was good? And he went through, it took him about 10 minutes to just basically propose a idea. Like how could we have made this movie good? And he basically changes the entire, like he basically uh, changed the entire plot of the film so that the main character is Obi-Wan. And this is about his journey. And so, so he did it with like episode one and it was brilliant. Did it again with episode two about like a year after that. Brilliant. Then he just released, I think it's been like a year and a half, episode three. And it's also brilliant. It's not quite as good as his, as like his first two, but still so good. It's a completely different. It's a completely different uh, story, but it is so much better. And that's what I actually try to view the prequel story as. It's genius. It's absolutely brilliant. What so if, you, if you have belated a chance, media, what if Star Wars Episode One was good? Yeah, and it starts there. Watch all three. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty much a. 10 minute pitch, which is what you would do yeah. if you have an idea for a film or you have like a spec script and you have to go and you have to, you have to go and you have to pitch it to a bunch of executives at a movie studio. And then for the last two films, he, he, he had a person who did a couple of storyboards because they are vastly different from like he like w like with episode one, he changes a lot of stuff within the overall confines of the actual like, episode one like film and and in the last two he just goes completely off script and does his own thing and it it and the best part 
is they all actually they enhance the original trilogy. Oh, really? If yep, if I was Disney, and I'm not even kidding about this, I would pay him to reboot all those films based upon his story. It's that good. Like it is so interesting. Wow. So check that out. It's called a belated media. Belated media. Okay. I will be watching that as soon as this is over. So what are your predictions? Um oh Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety seven percent. What? Gave Star the Wars Awakens? The Force Awakens a ninety-seven percent. Okay, so is that based on the audience or the critics' response? Critics' response. Rotten Tomatoes is critics. That I well, no, I mean they also. Yeah, I know that, but they also have the thing for audiences as well, and because because I know there are some critics who aren't allowed to see it until tomorrow. Right, 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 so, right. Uh, I, I mean, I here's what here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense where it will be a lot of fun. It might not be the best Marvel movie, but it's one you're always going to enjoy when you watch it. And it's going to restore a lot. I don't know if it will completely restore the – I mean, this is so crazy that I mean like – I'm using these words. The hope that was lost with all the other prequels. <laughs> Do you feel weird saying that? Yeah, because it's just because, like, but it was really true. I mean, it really, honestly, like, it they were so bad, you know, and just so because I I don't know. Um, so I th- I think it won't be as good as Empire. It'll be a better movie than A New Hope, but it won't be as iconic as A New Hope. So it'll still be M. It'll, it'll so the order of all of the films will go Empire, just just in terms of quality. And I could be completely wrong, but I think it'll be it'll be Empire, A New Hope, and but then a really close like third place will be The Force Awakens. So I think yeah, Empire. I think it'll be Empire, Force Awakens, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. Jar 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 Jar. You know, you know what's? Can we talk about Darth Jar Jar really quick here? Yes. Okay. So, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm not going to go into the whole theory, even though it's awesome. Go, go on the Reddit, type in Darth Jar Jar their stuff. You will find it. But long, long, long story short, I'm 100 percent convinced that in George Lucas's mind when he wrote the Phantom Menace Jar Jar is the main bad guy 100% convinced and that, and that after all of the um, rightfully deserved backlash against Jar Jar Binks he abandoned that idea 100% convinced and, and I completely disagree with you I think what? it was hilarious joke of that the guy did. I do not think at all that the guy did to put it all together. Have you seen when Jar Jar Bings he mouths what certain characters yes. are, are saying? Yes, I seriously do not think that he is doing it. He's a fish creature in the middle of the desert. I don't think that that was it at all. I don't at all, at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. Um, at I, all. It. 
here's the thing, though. Also, it completely fits the ring theory as well. 100%. Yeah, but so do other things. So do other like, things. No, but but like, that's the only part of the ring theory that is lacking is a counterpart to Yoda. I disagree. Hmm. I disagree. I don't think huh? it's Fishman. I don't think it is. I don't think. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm. I think he failed in his in his execution of it. I, I don't think that he succeeded. I do think that was his intent, though. God, what an awful movie! Right? So I remember. Okay, so at the one only point, way to get there is through the planet core. core. Oh gosh! When did you? When you were watching it? Like when did you? Or perhaps even afterwards? When did you know that this is bad? The uh, the little boy saying, um, okay, there are several scenes throughout the whole movie that were so weird. I thought, why is this in there? Maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> and one of them was the weird look that Princess Am- or Queen Amidala's pilot gives when he's like looking at the thing and all he's like stiff necked looking over, and all of a sudden his eyes like totally bug out. I always thought, I was like, what the hell? Why would that be in the movie? And then, um, them giving an award to R2D2, I thought that was weird at the end of the movie because for his robotic bravery. Um, but really, everything about the little kid, because he was such a terrible actor. The midi chlorian mm-hmm. thing, I was like, oh, <sighs> I'm not aware of that. I didn't know that that's what it's from. And then, uh, like, <laughs> like I was like, that seems weird because can't you just like harvest midi chlorians then and put it in your body and yep. become more powerful, like? What? I thought it was like mysticism. Isn't that the it's a religion. It's not biology. Yeah. And yeah. um but the whole thing everything having to do with the little kid. So oh, the line that killed me was Master Sir, I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? And it's such bad acting. And the fact that they left it in there, I was like Wait, what? And then there's like a mini Greedo kind of guy when he's about to go pod racing and mm-hmm. he says something and it's clearly like a little guy in a rubber suit and he's like, oh, oh, Andy, you're so silly or something like that. I'm like, why is this in there? <laughs> I remember. And I just so... kept saying that over and over again. And I was like, Jar Jar is eating. He's walking by a market and just eats the food. And, it, you know, and then he has something zany happen. And I'm like, why is this in there? Why is he saying how rude? Because that's what Stephanie Tanner said it's on Full right. House. How rude. And it was such like a whole bunch of things like that that I was like, eh. Like the fight scene, like the, the spaceships look cool from Naboo. And you know what's funny? I actually liked the, the plot um, device of, of uh, Senator Palpatine. Oh, yeah. I like the, I mean, most people criticize, like, the, oh, ooh, let's watch this exciting movie about taxes and. (laughs) The comfortable podcast. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, like, I totally get that. But, like, the coolest thing about episode one, two, and three is here's a guy who's a Sith Lord that everyone thinks is just a normal politician. And he engineers this blockade of a no name, or like a small planet. That's cool, whatever. But, um, and in order to vaunt him to the front of politics, and he organizes it around be, uh, using the decay of the corrupt, you know, 
Republic. He uses that, right? So the, as Dark Lord Sidious, he is the guy going behind the scenes, getting all the, you know, the whatever, the Trade Federation all amped up and blocking Naboo. And I was like, why would they, you know, it's like they con- the, the Trade Federation constantly goes like way too far and they don't realize it's because the Sith Lord is manipulating everything. But then he goes and appeals and appeals, and everyone loves Queen Amidala, so he uses her to vaunt him even further. He otherwise would have been just one senator among many, and then her goodness and her activism gets him elected as, gets, number one, them to vote no confidence in the current chancellor, and then to put him in power, and then everyone's like, oh, the reason why we have all this corruption is because it's all like lost in committee. We need to invest it in this emergency power, and then the war starts, and it's all him playing both sides. I loved that. I thought that was wonderful. Everything mm-hmm. having to do with Anakin Skywalker, I thought was a disaster. You took the biggest badass in movie history, and you have to make him less of a badass. I get that. That's that's like you, he you're knew Luke him Skywalker as a kid. was his own son, and still chopped off his hand. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I remember. So it. Took me some time. Keep going, keep going. This is what uh, it's like to listen to a Star Wars audiobook. Whenever Darth Vader's in the scene, they make the <laughs> respirator go for literally 15 minutes. Even during an interior monologue. <laughs> so there she is, thinking about her star-crossed lover. But all she can hear is the respirator of Darth Vader right next to her. So I went and saw The Phantom Menace on opening day. Like everyone else did, we went right after we went right after school ended, and I was, I can't even explain to you how exci- I was so excited that I was being able to see a new Star, like I was going to be able to see Star Wars in a movie theater. Like he was like just, oh, it was just nuts. And um, the and I had a I had a specific thought where I said this isn't Star Wars. And now was the beginning of the end. And so that, well, I mean, the like end of my, um, like of like, oh, like this is like not good. This is, this is bad. Star Wars is not like has parts of it that are awful. Um, it was when you, they got to the pod racing thing and they had the two headed alien who sounded like a NASCAR racer. Sorry, like um, a NASCAR announcer. That's absolutely right. And a big turnout here from all corners of the Outer Rim Territories. And I was like, this isn't Star Wars. This is not Star Wars. Like, what the hell are you doing? What is, I remember like, like, what is happening? This is insane. This is absolutely, I was kind of even on board with Jar Jar Binks, even though I knew that it was dumb. I was Kind of like how we um, gloss over the Ewoks. We're just like, yeah, eh, it's there. Who cares? And, like, you, and you kind of tell yourself, it's a children's movie. It's not made for 20-year-olds. It's made for exactly. like 13-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you're like, man, I freaking hate 13-year-olds. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and I, you know, I even like the idea that the person who's going to become, who's going to fall into the dark side is going to be like a, is going to be, a moody guy like a really angry still in his adolescence almost not like fully into adulthood is going to make some really horrible choices that will that will completely dominate his life that's that happens all the time 
But just, I hate, sorry, I shouldn't say hate. I cannot stand hating Christensen. Give in to your hatred. Join the dark side, Lou. Right. Hate Hayden Christensen and strike him down. Like, I feel bad for that guy because I will never be able to. I don't want to ever see anything he's in. Ever. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. I don't think anyone ever will. Except for the movie The Jumper, which he made immediately after Star Wars. About like, hey, him. guys, remember, remember me? I'm cool. I like. I hope he's lost all of his money to Coke. Is that bad? Yes, that is vindictively <laughs> bad. Oh, I man. genuinely hope his life is like gone down the toilet. Like, see, that's what you get. <laughs> God, that is Burn awful. bridges and inner demons. That's right. That's what you, you get for ruining. precious to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for ruining my childhood. So yeah, so, but I'm I trust J.J. Abrams. Bob Iger was at that dinner, mm-hmm. and he was trying to convince you at the dinner <laughs> to direct this movie, and you were reluctant. I was only reluctant because I, I a I love the movie Star Wars so much. I love the 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 original trilogy. I was 11 years old when I saw the first one. It had a profound impact on me, and so the idea of getting so close to something kind of scared me a little bit. Um, I don't trust Harrison Ford anymore, but that's okay. I do trust Mark Hamill. Chewie, we're home. That was pretty awesome. Mm. Do you think they're going to do another Indiana Jones? Yes. Well, like, what, like, sorry, I keep dropping the stupid ruler. Like, about what? Luke, are you just surrounded by rulers? How are you dropping no, rulers left I, and right? I always have to have a, I always like having a, having a thing in my hand while I talk. Has anybody ever seen a pod race? I'm the only human who can do it. You're a Jedi Knight, aren't you? I saw your laser sword. Only Jedis carry that kind of weapon. I don't think so. No one can kill a Jedi. I had a dream I was a Jedi. I came back here and freed all the slaves. Have you come to free us? I think you have. Why else would you be here? How did you end up out here in the outer room? I can help. I can fix anything. I built a racer. It's the fastest ever. There's a big race tomorrow on Boonta Eve. You could enter my pod. Waldo doesn't know I've built it. You could make him think it was yours and get him to let me pilot it for you. But Mom, I love it. The prize money would more than pay for the parts they made. Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. It wasn't my fault, really. So Boba Flash made this vent. I actually saved the pod, mostly. That isn't the half. I'm in the boom trace tomorrow. Hey, Jar Jar, the boy throws energy binders. If your hand gets caught in the beam, it's going to go numb for hours. Yes, sir. It's working! It's working! There's so many. Do they all have a system of planets? Has anyone been to them all? I want to be the first one to see them all. What do you mean by that? Well, not exactly. Kids just right. I will this time. I will, I promise. Just for any dough pot, Slimo. Yep. Right. Whoa! I will. Oh no! 
hear that? You mean I get to come with you and your starship? But I want to go. It's what I've always dreamed of doing. Can I go, Mom? I want to do it. Yippee! What about Mom? Is she free too? You're coming with us, aren't you, Mom? I don't want things to change. Well, 3PO, I've been free. And I'm going away to Starship. I'm sorry I was able to finish you, 3PO. Give you coverings and all. I'm going to miss working on you. You've been a great pal. I'll make sure Mom doesn't sell you anything. Bye. I can't do it, Mom. I just can't do it. Will I ever see you again? I hope so. Yes. I guess. I will come back and free you, Mom. I promise. Oh my God, sir, wait, I'm tired. What are we going to do about it? Hi, you're a Jedi too? Pleased to meet you. It's very cold. You seem sad. I made this for you. So you'd remember me. I carved it out of a porcelain. It'll bring you good fortune. I care for you too. Only I. I'm on my way to the Jedi Temple to start my training, I hope. I may never see her again, so I came to say goodbye. Thank you, Your Highness. A ship? A cup. A ship. A speeder. Cold, sir. No, sir. I miss her. What has that got to do with anything? Qui-Gon, sir. I don't want to be a problem. Master, sir, I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? They live inside me. Symbionts? I don't understand. Hey, wait for me! But I... We gotta do something, R2! I'm trying to! I don't know where the trigger is! Oops, wrong one. Maybe it's this one. Nope, wait, here it is. Look! There they are! That's where the autopilot's taking us! This is tense! R2, get us off this autopilot! It's gonna get us both killed! You did it, R2! Okay, let's go left! Go back? Qui-Gon told me to stay in this cockpit, so that's what I'm gonna do! I'll try spinning! That's a good trick! Ah! I know we're in trouble! Just hang on! We're hit, R2! Ah! Oops, this is not good. Yes, we have power. Shields up. Take this! And this! Whoa! Oops. Let's get out of here. Now this is pod racing. Woo! Woo! What will happen to me now?